Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio and on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station for the Inner Life at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction coming to you every weekday to help you know you're not alone on your journey of faith. And today it's all about following Jesus. And when did you first hear the invitation from our Lord Jesus to come and follow him? Of course, the real question is how did you respond? Was it an immediate, yes, Lord, here I am, or maybe you weren't so Jesus, uh, so sure that Jesus was calling you? You know, uh, one of those moments uh, when you hear something from someone, you begin to look around wondering if that someone was really talking to you. Well, we're going to make the point today that Jesus is, in fact, talking to you, inviting you and all of us to say yes today and every day of our lives. Here to help us on the journey, our spiritual director back with us once again, Father Sam Martin. Father Martin is a priest in the Diocese of La Crosse, Wisconsin, pastor of Holy Name of Jesus Parish in Wausau. Father Sam Martin, welcome back. Great to have you on the program today. Yeah, it's a privilege, pleasure to be with you on a Friday and uh, to meditate on the scriptures and to, you know, to be with our listeners who are all receiving the Word of God, trying to live it as all of us, uh, invited by Jesus into this relationship that, uh, well, it, it transcends this world, leads us to eternity. So again, Chuck, good to be with you and our listeners. Yeah, and looking forward to it. This is, uh, as uh, Father mentioned, our Friday broadcast. So we uh, look ahead to the Sunday Gospel. It's uh, from the Gospel of John. And as we do every day, we'll invite you and our listening audience to uh, join us on the program. And uh, we hope you'll say yes to the invitation. But uh, Father Sam Martin, get us started. The Sunday Gospel, give us an overview. What is going on? Well, it's a transition, of course, in terms of seasons, too. Just last weekend, we were finishing up uh, Christmas with the baptism of the Lord, so now we're uh, back to ordinary time, at least for about six weeks, and then we get to, to Lent, which is always um, variety is the spice of life. So the Church, uh, as our mother, is, is, you know, there's a certain genius about the seasons, and so now we, we move back to, you know, the focus is always Jesus, but maybe kind of at the beginning, you know, that this invitation to be in a relationship with Him and when we used to teach at the Institute for Priestly Formation, that this little acronym, RIM, Relationship, Identity, Mission. And first is the relationship. That's most important that when, through baptism, we're grafted on Christ, we become members of that body, and uh, he calls us his friends, no longer slaves. He, he treats us as if we were equal. We're not, but he wants to divinize us and to raise us to, to be children of God. That's what we are now. So um, that relationship is everything, and Jesus is saying, come and follow, come and see, come and be with me, and live my life, and uh, receive from me, and our identity comes from that. Sometimes we, our world gets uh, things inverted, you know, that what am I supposed to do with my life, you know, and, and, and what I do is, is who I am, and when I can't do that anymore, then I'm no longer productive, no longer valuable, and so my life is not worth it, <laughs> and that's, of course, a fallacy. So uh, Jesus helps us to see that 
he wants this relationship, and he offers it. He doesn't impose it. We have a, a choice to make and uh, to do so in the free will that he's given. But um, that's, I think, in a nutshell, this, uh, this relationship that has a beginning and no end, and he invites us to taste and see his goodness and uh, grace we can, you know, uh, have some transformation in our own heart and in this world which is, um, is so tending toward the darkness, but he is the light that uh, has the final victory. Father Sam Martin, our spiritual director, talking about the Sunday gospel following Jesus. Let's uh, open up our phone lines, inviting you in our listening audience uh, to join us. Toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. You can email us as well in your life at relevantradio.com. But as we share uh, this scripture of the gospel of John with you, and um, you think about following Jesus in your own Journey of Faith, when did you uh, hear that invitation from Jesus to follow him for the first time? And then how did you respond? And then how is he calling you even today to follow him? And are you saying yes to the call? Again, toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So, Father Martin, can you make the point for us? And I think, you know, we talk about uh, hearing the call and following Jesus, and we uh, so, so often go back to that, maybe that one moment or that uh, maybe a couple of times in our life when it was so clear to us that that uh, the Lord was really calling us into something new and into something different. But can we make the point, or can I have you make the point, that um, this is an ongoing call? It's really, to me at least, and I think I'm right, it's an invitation for all of us to listen to the Lord and say yes to the invitation, even today and tomorrow and the rest of the tomorrows in our life. Yeah, there's uh, something dynamic about uh, God and His, uh, the way He loves, the way He invites us to, to follow Him, to put our hand to the plow, not look back. And, and this is lived out day by day. There's nothing static in any relationship. I mean, it's either growing or it's waning. It's uh, never, well, we just, uh, we're friends now, so we can kind of coast and ride off into the sunset uh, in marriage relationship. Uh, you know better than I, Chuck, that it's something that we work on. And sometimes it goes uh, kind of, flawlessly and other times it's just really everything is difficult so so it is with um, our relationship our, in terms of our faith uh, there are things that were a spark things that ignited it but now it's uh, the long road of, of perseverance of finding that that joy that passion that we once had that initial enthusiasm that kind of wears off and um, I just told this story the other day about my classmate who's um, he's kind of the eternal optimist I always tell people he's the sunshine in our friendship on the clouds, and uh, when we were just ordained, uh, it was um, we were in my home parish, and we were covering the morning mass. So we went over to make a holy hour, and I was up in the front of the church, and he was in the back. And the old pastor walks in, and uh, he sees my buddy, and he's in a Roman collar. So the, I could hear all this. I wasn't eavesdropping, but it happened anyway that within earshot. So the old priest sees my buddy. He's like, "You a priest? Yeah. You been a priest? Oh, I don't know, six, eight weeks." The old guy's like, "Well, do you like it?" And my buddy's like, oh, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, serving the Lord and his people, I can't get enough of it. And the old priest said, yeah, give it 30 years. <laughs> and I, I just, uh, I've never forgotten that because um, there's, there's something so real about that, that whatever our love was, there's a honeymoon in any relationship, but it doesn't, you know, happen by accident. It doesn't last. Uh, it has to be nourished, cultivated. And any one of us that has lived our faith more than six, eight months or whatever, uh, we know that there are still moments uh, of consolation 
but real moments of uh, where we're being stretched, where we don't know where God is. We, we don't feel his presence. We wonder if he cares about us. If, like Jeremiah, I was duped, and uh, you duped me, Lord. I, I signed on, but now I feel that you've left me uh, high and dry. So uh, we can, I hope, you know, in prayer we can identify those that brought us to our, uh, the faith that we have today. This morning's gospel about the four guys bringing in their friend, you know, he was a paralytic. I said, who were the friends that brought us to Jesus? I mean, in my life, my parents, definitely, and, and uh, grandparents and friends, good teachers, mentors. I mean, there are so many it would be difficult to limit to four, but uh, how did we get to Jesus? And, uh, but that's only part of it. We also, with his grace, we want to stay, and, uh, and we want him to stay with us. And that's the whole road to Emmaus. You know, stay with us, Lord, for the day is, is drawing to its end. And, uh, and in the Eucharist, in the sacraments, in the gospel, in the body of Christ, the church, uh, he has stayed with us. So, um, but it's a work in progress, and uh, it's only just begun. Yeah. Father Sam Martin, our spiritual director. And, uh, Father, can we take a moment here and ask you to share this Sunday's gospel with all of our listeners today? I'm happy to do so. From John chapter 1, verses 35 to 42. John was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what he said and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, Where are you staying? He said to them, Come and you will see. So they went and saw where Jesus was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard John and followed Jesus. He first found his own brother, Simon, and told him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. Then he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of the Lord. And praise praise to you, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ. So, Father Sam Martin, as you share that with us right now, what's jumping out uh, at you the most? Well, I'd have to be honest, probably insights that others have had. I, I don't remember who said it, but uh, he remarked about four in the afternoon. Like, John wrote this as an old man. I mean, this is a long time ago uh, that this has happened in his life, but he still remembers what time it was, you know, that he can remember so much. And I'll bet, Chuck, you probably remember the day you got engaged. Uh, maybe the day that your children were born, I would suspect, things that were just overwhelmingly beautiful, a foretaste of heaven. And I can remember things in my life that are so powerful, you could almost tell you, you know, what the weather was, what you were feeling. Sometimes music, a song can bring that back, uh, a smell, uh, just those experiences that that's the way God made us. He gave us that intellect, uh, that faculty of memory, which is where our hope resides. So that was one thing that somebody had pointed out that, John still remembers what time it was. He knew that he was going to follow this um, this man for the rest of his life, you know, that he's writing this down, that these men had had an encounter with the one true God, and they already knew in a way that, uh, you know, this is the one, the fulfillment of all our desires. The, uh, the prophecies have said that God would send a, a Savior, and he has, in Jesus, his only begotten Son. They didn't know everything yet, but um, John writes that uh, they remember the details. Uh, and the other one is the question, you know, what are you looking for? You could give a whole homily just on the questions that Jesus asks. You know, he's a, he's a genius, so he gets right to the heart of it. Um, but um, 
I'll come back to more on that later if time permits. Okay. Well, and it's so interesting because I remember years ago after my uh, mom and dad uh, had died, and I was praying uh, certainly uh, about them and for them and uh, remembering very clearly uh, their last words, uh, my my dad's last words uh, to me, my mom's last words to me. And then I started wondering, well, what are the uh, last words of Jesus? And I, then I wondered, what are the first words of Jesus? And it's this question in the Gospel of John, what are you looking for? I'm always taken with uh, with the, uh, they don't answer the question. <laughs> they ask another question. What are you looking for? Where are you staying? But it just really brought me back into into are we looking for the what in life the things of life or are we looking for the who of life which is Jesus so I'm always so taken with that question what are you looking for and what it means not only to uh, those men back uh, 2,000 years ago but to us today as well yeah I was going to give a little anecdote about a book uh this Italian, he was a ski instructor that uh, had lots of experiences with Pope John Paul, The Secret Life of Pope John Paul II by this guy, Lino Zani, I think is his name. And Anyway, he uh, met the Pope times in Northern Italy and give him, uh, you know, just kind of be his guide. And uh, it's surreal. He didn't write the book until after the Holy Father had gone home to God. And uh, then it, uh, he used to climb mountains, and any time he would, he'd stop at the Vatican, and the Pope would give him a blessing, and and give him a crucifix to put when he got to the top of the mountain. And at one point he said, uh, Pope John Paul looked him right in the eye and said, by the way, what are you looking for when you're climbing those mountains? And it took this guy many years of his life, but he, he began to realize the Pope was saying that you're searching for what everyone is searching, for something, maybe someone transcendent, someone who makes sense of this life, uh, gives it purpose and meaning, that there has to be more than, than just this, I mean, than just us, than just, you know, getting rich and famous or whatever it is that our earthly goals that and that's what Jesus is really asking that what do you want out of life well what's uh, what's in it for you what are you really desiring they're not maybe able to answer yet so they uh, they put one on Jesus you know how many times does he respond to a question with a question well <laughs> they uh, they do the same so uh, they'll find that the Lord is uh, savvy in this way as well but maybe they just couldn't um, handle his gaze not yet and so they uh, they kind of demurred and say, well, where where are you staying? Just let's, uh, let's work on practical things uh, before we get into the deeply spiritual things. We are talking today about following Jesus, looking ahead to the Sunday Gospel from John. But when did you hear that invitation from the Lord to follow him? And how did you respond? And how is he calling you even today to follow him? And are you saying yes to the call? Father Sam Martin is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and on the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio Studio Line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash forester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. 
This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz, Jim Shaper, answering your phone calls, Father Sam Martin, our spiritual director, Father Martin, one of our regular contributors, a priest in the Diocese of La Crosse, Wisconsin, pastor of Holy Name of Jesus Parish, uh, that in Wausau. Looking ahead on this Friday broadcast of the Sunday Gospel, it's the uh, Gospel of John, Jesus uh, calling his disciples to come and follow him. Phone lines are open if you would like to join us. Toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Don't forget you can email us as well, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. But when did you hear that invitation from uh, our Lord Jesus to come and follow him? How did you respond, and how is he calling you even uh, today to follow him, and are you saying yes to the call. Again, toll-free phone number if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. Just a reminder, by the way, if you're just joining us, don't forget you can hear our podcast of the entire program. All you have to do is go to the website, relevantradio.com, the Inner Life page, and download today's program, really any of our programs, and um, then you can listen. And uh, the show's generally available oh, for a download uh, less than 60 minutes after we're off the air at the top of the hour. And if the program has given you any sense of uh, hope or maybe giving you a little bit of help on uh, your journey of faith. Tell your friends about it as well. Father Sam Martin, our spiritual director, let's take some phone calls. And uh, Tracy, listening in Michigan, you are up first, and it's nice to have you on the program today. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm calling because when I was about 20, I was living in Florida, and I grew up Catholic, but I had not been practicing my faith, and I was living with uh, my boyfriend. And I woke up one morning, and I felt like I was having a heart attack. And I thought, I'm too young to be having a heart attack. But I did have a heart attack. And um, I haven't had any problems since that, and I just feel like that was my first real wake-up call with Jesus because I felt so grateful that I was okay, and I went out and bought a Bible, and I couldn't get enough of it, and I think I read the whole thing, and I just felt this immense love that I wanted to stop people in the street and tell them how much Jesus loved them. I've never um, felt so much love. It just was all-consuming, and then life kind of happened, and um, I had gotten married, and unfortunately, that marriage didn't work out, and I got an annulment, and so I was away from the church for a while, and I had some Protestant friends who prayed for me because I said, I feel this calling to go back to the church, and so they prayed for me, and this longing to go back to the Catholic church um, was so strong, and then I started hearing people say, you should go to adoration, and I'm like, well, I wonder what that's all about. I'm going to give it a try, and so um, we have this adoration chapel where you sign up hourly, and I went, and I was there all by myself, and I'm praying in front of the um, monstrance. And I was like, I wasn't sure I really believed in the presence of Jesus. And all of a sudden, this light came in from a window and shone on the host. And inside the host, I could see what looked like the baby Jesus. So I was having an internal struggle with myself, thinking, am I seeing things? And at that time, the priest came in and said, I'm so sorry, I need to take the monstrance because we're having a procession today um, downtown. And he said, see where that light is shining on the Eucharist? People all weekend have been telling me 
that they've been seeing the baby Jesus. And so my commitment to Jesus right now has grown so strong. I just am so in love, and I just want to live my life for him. Yeah, it's quite a uh, spiritual pilgrimage, uh, but very much the human experience, Tracy, I think. I mean, it, you know, you're awakened, and then sometimes we think, well, now we'll never turn back. But life, like you said, life took over, and all of a sudden we're kind of in harm's way again. And But um, all the people that helped you, the Protestants that prayed with you and for you, and, and, uh, and of course, then these kind of mystical graces. Uh, what, I mean... You know, Chuck and I sometimes talk about, like, you know, everybody has a homily. Your life is kind of like a, a word or a theme. Um, I mean, not to put you on the spot, but what would you say, you know, like your experience of God's love, would you say that, you know, the mercy, it's tender, forgiving, uh, powerful? Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Yes, it is so, it is so, it's all-consuming. It is so merciful before when I was younger I thought it was all the rules and everything and I'm like I just wanted to take away all our fun and I wanted to live my life the way I wanted but I was now I'm like I wonder he wants us to come to him and we can have true happiness when we follow him but his mercy is I just can't describe it it is just like I said all consuming all consuming uh, right when we experience what you have, I mean, uh, and all of us do, and maybe not in the same ways, but uh, similar ways, that we're kind of pulled from the fire. You know, we maybe we didn't know that sin was separating us from God, from ourselves, from who, who we're meant to be. And then we have that, that moment of uh, clarity. Then we, once we start to see how good God is, then we want to be like him, which means that we have to turn away from sin. There are, there are things in this world that just won't fit in heaven. You can't take unforgiveness. You can't take uh, a sort of a spiritual apathy. Uh, all these things that, that campaign for our attention. Uh, and then once we start to live like that, uh, the Lord invites us to be a part of what he's doing, to pull others from the fire. We, now when we get into trouble, it's, I can do it, I'll, I'll do it. And we want it on our time, like we, maybe family, friends, that we want them to see what we see and to experience what we've received as pure gift, and they're not ready yet, so... Uh, I would imagine in your life too, Tracy, that you've been able to share this with some people, but others maybe maybe they've felt threatened or, you know, when you had these changes in your life. Um, you know, I would imagine like when you were living with this man those years ago, you start reading the Bible, uh, that probably wasn't the easiest thing, you know, uh, for him to understand at that point. Like, well, why are you getting all religious? I mean, I know that you had this uh, near-death sort of experience, but... Um, not everybody is able to proceed. Have you experienced that too? Kind of like, you know, that sometimes you feel <laughs> like you can't give it all to others that what you'd love to be able to share it, and sometimes you feel, oh, a little isolated in it. <laughs> yes, I, I'm so glad you brought that up because I have five children, and I have come on pretty strong with them because I think they are like, Mom, what happened to you? And... um and so my daughter just had a conversation with me. She's 19, and she said, Mom, I don't want you pointing out my sins. And I realized that I was trying to get her to see things the way I did. And so it's funny because I've been praying, and I really felt like God said, when are you going to trust me enough to handle your children? I love them more than you do. And so I just backed off. 
and we had a real honest conversation. My daughter and I did. I just said, you know, I love God so much. I just want you to be there with me. I said, but I'm sorry. I came about it at the wrong way. I want you to find him in your own way. And so she's helping me teach um, confirmation class. And so there's little snippets that she takes out of it from the class. And, you know, then I just kind of thank God (laughs) quietly because I'm like, thank you. And, um, yeah, the people, you know, I have come off showing what I found the wrong way. And so I was really glad you brought that up because I'm like, I alienated myself. And then it's funny because I felt like God said uh, that scripture where it says, you know, um, the body, uh, everyone's not meant to be a foot or a hand. And I really felt like he said, you're trying to jump ahead of what I have for you. You need to slow down. You need to just rest. And I'll tell you when it's time to go. Yeah, it's uh, it, there's the zeal because of the gratitude, and the now you know that God is real, that He's a divine person, and He wants to be known, and He offers Himself to us, even though we're unworthy. That never seemed to matter to Him. That He wanted to divinize us, He wanted to help us to to live in the light of Him. Uh, now that you know it's real, it's uh, sometimes we feel that there are people that are spiritually kind of asleep at the wheel, and we want to wake them up. But <laughs> the Lord says, hold on, you, you know, in, in our, our haste, we can make a mess of things. So I love, you know, Jesus, is, in terms of his teaching, He, the sons of thunder, their mom, you know, can they have a place at your right and left? And he says, you're not, you know, you don't know what you're asking. Can you drink the cup that I must drink? And they say, yes, we can. And he knows that they can't, not yet. But in his generosity and his kindness to them, he says, okay, you will. But not today, not this year, not, it's going to be many years from now. There's a lot of work to do. They can't see it. They have no idea what that's going to cost. And, but the, the Lord, he's not in any hurry. Uh, you know, he thinks about eternity and understands it. We think, well, if not by the end of the day, but at least by the end of the week, you know, Lord, if, if you wouldn't mind. And um, I'll end with this, Tracy. I heard a great homily once. It was the inversion of the big model, which I think is higher, faster, stronger. And this priest was talking about the spiritual life is actually the opposite of that. It's slower, lower, weaker. Uh, I said, well, I don't like any of those. Um, But that's the way of our Lord, that he wasn't afraid to be one of us, to cry, to suffer. He never sinned, but he knows uh, the human experience. He wasn't afraid even to be helpless on the cross because, in fact, he wasn't helpless. He was saving the world even then. So Tracy, yours is a... A beautiful witness, and we'll pray for you and your family and uh, how God works and calls us uh, yeah. ready or unready. Uh, he calls us anyway. Yeah. Tracy, uh, thanks uh, for sharing a, a really a terrific story with us today on The Inner Life. And you know, uh, Father Martin, when we we hear uh, that story, God keeps calling, doesn't he? We can say no, we can turn our back, we can walk away, but he keeps calling us. And you can hear it in Tracy's story, the times that uh, she said yes, and then maybe kind of turned a shoulder to him a little bit, but came back and came back because he keeps inviting us, doesn't he? Yeah, I think sometimes we talk like, well, when I had my conversion, and a lot of us will use that phrase to say there was kind of a before and after, uh, just like, you know, the gospel, you know, there was that day at four in the afternoon, it was a before and after sort of experience for the uh, the apostles, you know. And But it's it's not one and done for most of us. Uh, a friend used to talk about the, the heart is like an onion, you know, you have to peel layer after layer, 
Uh, God wants to heal us to the very core. And we think that, well, I'm done now. <laughs> and he says, oh, no, no, we're just starting. Uh, we, sometimes we, uh, and we look back and see that we thought that, well, now I, I understand. Now I, I've got it. And I remember once at a youth conference, uh, it was during adoration, and this young kid kind of yelled out, Jesus, I love you. And this other kid yells, I love you even more. And I'm just, uh, you know, by this point, I'm, I'm almost 40 years old. Uh, you're going to find out, fellas, how it costs to love anyone in this world, uh, you know, and it cost our Lord everything, and he was willing to, to pay that price, and we find out that, you know, the goal isn't so much that I'm going to show the Lord how much I love him. The goal is starting to receive and, and believe in the love that he gives us, you know, that uh, that's the real focus for us, is that, God, you're so good to me, and that breaks our heart uh, in the right kind of sorrow, a sorrow of gratitude, of, of just adoration that God you've been so good to me and Tracy we can hear that in her life that yeah. not once but, but multiple times where the Lord just kept reaching out that um, okay you know you, you've been in a little bit of a holding pattern time to put your toe back in the water let's take another step and uh, that's for us it tries our patience you know it, um, it uh, the road to heaven taken at 30 miles an hour they used to say and man that, uh, that's slow anywhere you know so Father Sam Martin, our spiritual director. Tracy, thanks again. I appreciate you joining us on the program today. Let's uh, take another phone call and heading to Barrington, Texas. And uh, Juan is uh, listening there. Hello, Juan. Welcome to the program today. Hello. Thank you for taking my phone call. I just wanted to kind of share with people that uh, one day, you know, I just I try to get into it slow, reading the Bible, uh, being confused, trying to read the Bible. Uh, but one day I kind of just Googled, you know, a Catholic. I wanted to listen to something Catholic, and I seen y'all's app and clicked on it. And ever since then, I've been listening to y'all and and, and being inspired and, and chasing God and uh, giving them giving them time. Um, I mean, by the time I w- I wake up and open my eyes, I'm, I'm saying my prayers using using y'all's app. Uh, giving him 30 minutes to an hour every day, um, just learning, learning as I go and, and, uh, learning the commandments by memory and, and just chasing him, just thirsty. And, and I feel like I'm on that boat, on that boat, just, you know, growing in faith and, and, and want to, want to get out there in that water and not get distracted. I want to, I want to walk toward Jesus and, and not fall. But I know I'm not perfect, but I just, I know, I know I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there, and I'm reading the catechism right now and, and uh, learning more, learning more about my faith. And, and uh, then after that, I'll, I'll, I'll work myself into the Bible and, and start reading. And another thing, too, uh, I just didn't feel like everything I did in my life wasn't forgivable, but I started kind of using all the tools and the instruments God gives us and start reading about the saints. And it gave me hope. It gave me a lot of hope reading about the saints. Yeah. And, uh, ever since then, I just, my prayers gotten powerful and, and I feel like I'm, you know, through good and bad. Uh, when you, when you go through bad things, it, it seems like you open yourself up more for God and you fall on your knees and, and you let it all go out. Um, I try to keep that same attention every time I pray. I try to open myself up, and I'm still practicing, but I know I'm going to get there where, where I just let loose and, and 
and let him come through me. Um, and, uh, but the thing is, is, yeah. is, you know, he called me, he called me through y'all and, and y'all, y'all been setting me on fire. <laughs> well, it's, uh, encouraging to hear one. It's a beautiful, you know, testimony that you give and it, we can obviously hear that, you know, the, the passion that you have for your faith and, uh, you know, the, made us as we're curious creatures we love to learn and especially when it's um the eternal truths they used to call the eternal verities the things that the meaning of human existence you know the baltimore catechism and why did god make make me you know to know and love and <clears throat> excuse me serve him so as to be happy with him you know forever in the next life and i guess uh one all the things that you've you know come through in terms of learning and conversion and uh you know the reconciliation that god offers through his mercy uh how do you share that or with whom? I mean, are you in a community, family, a church? Uh, how do you find, because, I mean, you know, where two or three are gathered, Jesus, and I always am curious that how is, uh, how are you finding that the body of Christ as a kind of a support network? And then, you know, the giving and receiving of our faith is what really enriches it. So what form does that take for you, Juan? I'm, I'm, I try to live it. I try to live it. I try to show everybody the joy. I try to show everybody that, you know, don't don't concentrate on on the big things that you think is important as in materials. Uh, I try to I try to teach my family by praying together every night. Uh, but I I feel like I'm still learning. I want to self master myself first before I really start kind of trying to talk to people because I know I'll stumble and fall, and I don't want to chase them away from the faith or, or attract them or inspire them. To, to follow to follow God the way I found him and I realized too that you know God speaks through us to us through people uh, you know at the church uh, it's all around us and I've never seen that I've never really thought about that and and everything around us is is God and and it, it, it from a simple just you know, watching people open the door for somebody, or 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 uh, helping them out of their car, or just just watching the good is just you know, I've been blind for so long, and I thought it was just a kind thing to do, but but now I know it's it's God, it's God working through us, and 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 people kind of always ask, well, you know, I pray and pray and pray and God never answers or never talks to me. I go, but he is talking to you. You just don't see it. You have to, you have to read about him to know where he's at and what he's saying to you and how to live. Um, it just, when I run into random people, that's, you know, I, I, I kind of just give them a little bit and, and, and I know it's God using me to attract them and, and it's, it's thanks. Yeah. I mean, thanks to God and and, and re- relevant radio. I mean, y'all y'all are awesome. Yeah, and it's uh, I know the folks that um, you know have put this station together, and the whole who does the the well, he does all the heavy lifting. Uh, you know, once in a while, it's good to hear that um, you know are there fruits, and of course there are fruit that will remain. You know, in your soul, Juan, and and you're a witness too in ways that um, we don't always see. You know, sometimes we wonder. You know. Uh, God, does my faith, is it a, a beacon of hope, or is it, um, have I covered the light that you want to have shine through me? And Juan, if you ever move to Wisconsin and you're in my parish, I'll probably put you in front of a CCD class or something because, uh, you know, 
I just see that you you know none of us understand the depth of our faith. We're we're learning all of us, but um, once we've come to a, a point of conversion where we believe that the Lord is is a true person that speaks only out of love, and that we can trust what He says. Well, then we can be a good witness and, and share that faith with others. So, but um, yeah. Juan, we're grateful for the time that you took to call in and uh, for your kind words about Relevant Radio and its mission uh, to uh, to raise up a kingdom that is not of this world, but a kingdom that Christ has already established by His great sacrifice. And now it's our turn to honor that sacrifice by our lives. So you're doing that, Juan, and the world is a better place for it. So God bless you. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Juan. Good to have you on the program today. Father Sam Martin is our spiritual director, talking today about following Jesus. It's uh, the Sunday Gospel from the Gospel of John. But when did you hear that invitation from the Lord to follow him, and how did you respond, and are you still responding today? Toll-free number if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. We'll get to some more phone calls when we come back. Stay with us. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. If you missed part of the program, you can listen to this show and any of your favorites on the Relevant Radio app or online at RelevantRadio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us. Father Sam Martin, our spiritual director. Father Martin, one of our regular contributors, passed of Holy Name of uh, Jesus Parish in Wausau, Wisconsin. That, of course, in the Diocese of La Crosse, looking ahead to the Sunday Gospel on this Friday broadcast, as we like to do. Gospel of John, talking about uh, following Jesus and uh, your story of following Jesus. Uh, when did you hear the call, and uh, how are you still responding uh, to that call, even today? Again, toll-free, if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So, uh, Father, before we get back to some more phone calls, can you talk a little bit about the first reading uh, in this uh, Sunday's Mass? It's from uh, Samuel, and it's the great story about Samuel sleeping, and then uh, the Lord said to Samuel, who answered, here I am, couldn't discern who we uh, who was talking, but eventually said, here I am, you called me, uh, Lord, and uh, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And I just wonder if maybe you could talk about that a little bit. And I guess maybe my question is, there's so many voices in the world today. How do we begin to discern the voice of the Lord calling us in our life? Well, just to identify that there are many voices in the, the world, the flesh, the devil, those, uh, they get a lot of, um, they, they, well, they strike us where we're sometimes weak and, uh, you know, curious in a disordered way. But to understand God's voice is just like any relationship. The more you know, time that we spend with him, the more we become aware of his ways and also the ways of his ancient foe, the enemy of human nature, the devil. And um, I would guess in marriage, you know, Chuck, that as a person gets to know another one, that even when the person doesn't say anything, there many things are communicated. There's a... We, we know the person well enough to say that that's what she or he, he would mean by that, and, but that, no, in fact, that's not. And so we can kind of cipher through those things. It's um, how well we get to know the Lord, which is just time spent in prayer. Uh, we can learn from other good teachers, you know, the doctors of the church, the saints, that, like the little flower, St. Therese, and 
and others teach us, uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola, uh, of how to pray, St. Teresa of Avila, John of the Cross, these wonderful saints that um, help us, you know, they, they give us a, a formation, a, an education, and, and how to listen to that um, still, small voice, uh, not in the driving wind or the earthquake or the fire, but in that little voice, that tiny whisper. Uh, and and then for the saints, they just hit a bi- higher batting average, right? They don't get it right all the time. The sermon is a, more of an art than a science, and it's the same in marriage. That Sometimes I suppose you misread certain cues. That, oh, I thought you meant this, or I thought that you know you were kind of implying you're, you're leaning in this direction. I, I guess I... So we get to know each other, but not perfectly. And it's the same with the Lord. He is a, a divine being, so it stands to reason that, you know, like St. John Vianney leaving his village thinking he was called to be a Carthusian three times before he finally recognized that's not God, that's not his voice. I thought it was, but no, that's the evil one leading me from where God is doing the most good, uh, uh, people in confession and so forth. So even a towering saint uh, sometimes misread certain things, and it'll happen for us, but as we grow in our faith, we'll get a, a little bit better at it. And we'll say, if it's fear or ac- accusation or this kind of stuff, well, that's not of God. No, it's, uh, it's got me all stirred up, but uh, God's ways are typically known in a peace, gentle, subtle, a peace that is not of this world. Yeah. Father Sam Martin, our spiritual director, let's uh, head back to the phones and Amy listening in St. Louis. Hello, Amy, and welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. Um, I have kind of a little bit of a long story, but I made some notes, so hopefully I won't talk too much, so let me know. (laughs) Um, You guys had asked, how does God call me and how did I answer? And I think every day I feel like I'm called to love, um, but the hard part of that is um, what does that look like in action? Um, And God usually calls me to prayer, and then I usually ask him questions. That's kind of how I went through my 20s. I'm now in my 40s. Um, But school for three years right out of college, and I was um, kind of a little bit restless, and I knew that God kind of wanted more from me, so I just kind of started praying and asking, and then um, my principal kind of helped me one time. We were talking, and uh, he um, he kind of helped me. He said, you're restless. Why don't you go figure out your vocation? You'll always have a job back here, so I was like, okay, I guess I better go figure this out, and at the same time, um, my mom had called and just said that there was a priest giving a talk on the Eucharist and the Blessed Mother. Um, and after that talk, I guess I'd answered a question about the Blessed Mother. So he came up to me after the talk, and he just said, um, "Would you be? Uh, would you want to come to a pilgrimage to Germany and Austria?" And it was in June, so I had time off. Um, and I was like, "Well, I'm teaching at a Catholic school. I don't have a lot of money, but I just called and I just, sorry, I just prayed and asked God for help. And one of my friends had actually lent me the money. Um, and then when I got back from this trip, when I was there, I was in Austria." Uh, where the sound of music was, and I had asked um, a nun there uh, to first, you know, kind of talk with her about vocations and stuff, and she had told me about a place in Colorado called St. Wahlberg Abbey, um, and I hadn't heard that before, and so when I came back home, I had told my friend that it helped me um, get on the trip, and I said, well, there's this convent in, uh, in Colorado that I think I'm supposed to go and uh, and see, and he's like, well, I'm driving out there next week. Why don't I take you there? <laughs> and it was just interesting. So uh, we stayed with the uh, married family with kids in Colorado, and then uh, which ended up being like one of my mom's cousins. It was just a lot of little details. Um, and I think that God leads us in little and big ways, um, and He guides me a lot through people, um, and mostly also through silence with Him. Just trying to sit alone with Him. Um, it's hard because you want something right away, um, and it is harder to wait and see how God speaks to you. 
Um, and then I had, uh, I guess they weren't taking any uh, new postulants because they were moving the whole abbey from Boulder, Virginia Dale, Colorado. So the next summer I went out there um, and uh, I spent a week there. And the last night before I was, you know, discerning whether we we're going to stay or not, um, I had helped out with uh, putting up a fence for the for the cows and unfortunately that night there was a <laughs> the the cows got loose they knocked the fence down that i put up and they were uh running all over the place and uh um so they had to go and get them and the next day the reverend mother came and said oh very good prayer life she goes but um maybe you want to go back to a, like a more uh t- like an active like more teaching a uh, teaching order <laughs> and i was like yeah probably so i went back home and uh I ended up uh, calling the Dominican nuns, and uh, I had left a message, but I never got a call back, and I ended up going back to where I taught before. Um, um, Well, actually, before I went back to, I I didn't go back right away. Once I got back from Colorado in July, I didn't have a job for the next year. I didn't think I was coming back from the convent, so I was praying a nine-day mass novena, and um, that's when I... um, ended up getting a full ride to go and get my uh, master's to be a principal. Um, and the, I had just run into, uh, basically I was at the college with my sister because she was already getting her master's, and I had seen a, you know, just this man in a suit and stuff, and my gut just said, go talk to him. <laughs> so I went and talked to him, and he was Catholic, and he's the one that gave me a full ride. So that was kind of interesting as well. And when I um, was at grad school, that's when the Pope came to St. Louis, um, and the uh, opening of the Jubilee doors were were happening. Uh, and I had always had a dream as a kid to um, go uh, and be there for Midnight Mass. And so I prayed again, and I did another. Uh, this time when I prayed, I said, okay, God, um, I really would like to go to Rome for the opening of the Jubilee doors. Um, I know that would be great for my soul. <laughs> and I said, but... Um, I'm kind of poor now. I, I quit my job. I went to the convent. I came. I said, I, just, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And uh, and I ended up, um, remember, chuckling and said, and I kind of need the money, too, or whatever. Can, I, can you give me the money to get there? And within a couple of weeks of that, um, I had run into um, some friends, got together for dinner, and there was a guy that we didn't know. And my sister's like, oh, are those pilot wings on your lapel? And he goes, yeah, I'm a pilot. And my sister kind of made fun of me, and she said, oh, my sister's praying this novena to get, she thinks she's going to go to Rome for the opening Jubilee doors. And he said, well, I can give you my standby passes and, and see what happens, and uh, you just pay the taxes for it. And I said, okay. And I ended up, every time I got on the plane, they upgraded me to first class, and I got all the way there and went to the opening of Jubilee doors and midnight mass. And... Um, and it was just like one thing after another, and it was interesting because when I looked at the days I was in, in, in Rome was actually nine nine days. So that was kind of helping me know that to keep praying, and then that was, you know, answered. Yeah, yeah um, Amy, so I'm going to I'm gonna back, jump in here. Amy, let me jump in here because I want to get Father Martin back into the conversation in terms of, of this uh, time is going to just uh, gonna get the best of us here again in a few minutes. But, uh, Father Martin, we hear that story, and back to your acronym earlier, RIM, Relationship. Sounds like Amy's in a great relationship with God, just trying to hear the right voice, saying yes, and seeing where that leads. Yeah, and sometimes when you're in the midst of it, it can seem like, uh, oh, some uh, non-related steps that you've taken. You look back and say, was that for naught? Was that? But in the end, we, if we live in, in faith and hope, we can uh, see the finger of God. More, of course, in retrospect, but uh, it's always there. God, uh, you know, he operates... Uh, in such beautiful ways, but never compromising our freedom. 
but always giving us little graces when we need them, especially if we're docile, uh, which is to say we're uh, uh, enough to receive the help. Where we get into trouble is that, you know, we can be willful. I, I know what I want and I'm going to do it my way, and uh, that's where we get ourselves uh, tied into knots. But in Amy's case, you know, here's a woman that was always praying before taking the next step. I mean, she makes a nine-day mass novena, or she, uh, you know, really asks the Lord specifically for what she wants. But in the end, we always uh, you know, put the prayer in context by, but your will be done, Lord. You know, what the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. To see his um, providence in everything is the sign of a deeper faith, a more mature faith. It's easy to love the Lord when we get what we want and say, oh, I praise you, I adore you. And then when we don't get what we want, we say, well, I'm done with you. And um, and that's where love is really meant to be stretched so it can grow and uh, not to love a person for what they do for us, but just because the person is, is lovable, is an object of, of our uh, affection. So uh, it's a beautiful testimony, Amy, and well, I guess we'll have to catch the rest of it uh, the next time because <clears throat> right, we, the finitude of this world uh, comes crashing down. Yeah, Amy, thanks uh, for joining us today. And just in the minute or so we have left, uh, Father Martin, talk a little bit about mission, because I think sometimes, I guess maybe my question is, do we all have a mission? And maybe it's, you know what, maybe it's just uh, helping that guy at the at the grocery store we meet in the, you know, struggling to figure out uh, what to buy in, in the grocery store. Somebody's always in front of us. Do we all have a mission? And it's not always a huge mission. Oh, insofar as we exist, we have a, a, you know, they used to say that this great symphony that God has written, and we have a note to play, and nobody else can play it. We're the only one that, uh, in the uh, history of our human race, we're the only one that can play that note. Now, God doesn't force us to, but we have something that we can contribute. When we get into comparisons, that's spiritually a dangerous thing, and it happens to all of us at times. But the better thing is, and I think I heard on Relevant Radio, this lady was talking about, you know, being a contributive person. What contribution? What that God put in me that I alone can give. And uh, in the end, our fiat, our yes, no one else can do that for us. And Mary did it. And what else? You know, we look at the Blessed Virgin Mary, and what did she build? What did she accomplish? What, what uh, degrees did she earn? Well, she received God. That's the greatest thing anybody can do. And we can do it every day if we're able to get to Mass and so forth. To literally receive God, uh, that's part and parcel of everybody's mission. And when we start doing that, He'll show us other things. And uh, then, like the apostles, uh, where are you staying, Lord? Well, come and you'll, you'll see. And then we start to see, like Juan said today, we start to see with clear eyes things that were always there, but uh, we just didn't have the faith yet. So beautiful, Chuck, beautiful. Yeah. Father Sam Martin, our spiritual director, apologies we couldn't get to all of our phone calls today. We need to wrap things up. And, Father, as you know, we like to close with a final blessing for all of our listeners. May God bless and keep each of you. May he fill you with his joy. May you know his will and follow him with docility, with trust, with faith. May God bless you now and all of your days. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Father Sam Martin, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us on the program today. We'll see you uh, next time on The Inner Life. Thanks again to Father Martin. Thanks to all of you for taking time in your day to spend it with us here on The Inner Life. Uh, stay tuned now. We're celebrating Mass here in about 60 seconds. And don't forget, 1230 Central, The Faith Explained with Kale Clark. Stay tuned for all of that. Have a great weekend, everyone. We're back on Monday, and we hope to see you then. <laughs>